Apostle Mrs. Leanne Kofi, the founder and general overseer of the Lord's Garden Ministries, a ministry which is focused on bringing back the glory of God into the lives of people who have been battered by the world. She's a healing apostle and ministers powerfully to break people free from demonic oppressions. We believe you'll be blessed as you listen to today's word. Now, today's word. Oh God, not just the place, but asking to fill you yourself. May His Spirit fill you. May you fill with the fullness of the Spirit of God this morning. Say, Holy Spirit, fill me. Fill me with Your presence. Fill me with Your power. Fill me with wisdom. Jesus said, "You shall be filled with power after the Holy Ghost comes upon you, and then you shall be my witnesses." Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, onto the utmost part of the earth. Ask him to fill you this morning. May he fill you with all wisdom. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of the living God, this morning we thank you. Thank you for your presence here. Thank you, my God, the Lord, where you are, my God, there is liberty and there's fullness of joy. So this morning we say thank you Holy Spirit for your mighty power that brings us liberty today, that brings us joy unspeakable and full of glory. We honor you oh God and we say have your way in the midst of your people. Perfect that which concerns us oh God. And I pray this morning that Lord let your word that is coming out from this vessel of clay, my God go out in its fullness in his power, in, in the spirit to touch every spirit under the sound of my voice and I pray my God that Lord let the change that only your word brings come upon every life that hears this word empower your people oh God and strengthen them Lord by your word and by your spirit thank you my God we give you praise this morning in Jesus name Amen Amen. Give Amen. the Lord a mighty clap offering. Amen. Oh, put your hands together this morning. Amen. Oh, that clap is weak. You, you do better on the football park. Amen. Amen. And you can add a shout of praise unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. You may be Amen. seated in the presence of the Lord and I want to welcome back Mrs. Nasasudis. Amen. Let's appreciate the woman of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God for this wonderful Sunday morning. Not too bright, but we'll do. Amen. Yes, what we'll do. We are alive and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Getting through discouragement. Last week, I 
began a series on how to get through discouragement. And even today, I was just thinking, I said, even recognizing, you know, that you are discouraged is one thing. Because sometimes you just don't feel as you usually feel, but you don't know exactly what is happening. And so I pray that this word will give you discernment and also give you the ability to overcome discouragement of any form when it comes. Because many people have uh, missed a lot of things because of discouragement. Many people haven't gotten to you know, their peak, the apex of what they can do just because they were discouraged along the way. And in the times in which we are in, there's a whole lot of discouragement, financial pressures, you know, stresses all around. But praise be to God that in God there's always a solution. Amen. Hallelujah. In God Amen. there's always a solution. Amen. Amen. Obe pie e free a bem boom. If you say tode bia o cra wabem webu no winim se wabem webu. Nen so obe we sanchre chile weno. Na yin na ye hu se ye kotna tibia bi mwa ya bem webua. Aya ye befaswa, ye di be pie free. If you say nyame wokai, a ye di pie free, bem boom. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Last week I spoke to you about what you are seeing and how you are seeing it. It all adds up to your discouragement. What you see and how you see it, how you perceive things can either make you discouraged or not. Today I'm talking about what are you hearing and from who? What are you hearing and from who? Last week, Amen. Amen. One of the senses of the human person, you know, one of the five senses is a sense of hearing. Amen. You know, which is a part of communication because communication is more than hearing. We have verbal communication and non-verbal communication. Sometimes um, the body language of a person can, or a people can it in itself communicate to you. So apart from the words that we hear, the sounds and um, the like, um, our Hearing really is one of the most important areas of our lives. And unfortunately, you know, the enemy likes to hit the most important areas of our lives. It's also a place where the enemy likes to use to discourage us. Amen. Amen. Today I'm talking, I'm zoning into words, words, words. Amen. Psalm 64, the verse 1 to 3. The psalmist says, hear my voice, O God, in my prayer. Preserve my life from the fear of the enemy. Hide me from the secret counsel of the wicked, from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, who wet their tongues like a sword and bend their bows to shoot their arrows, even bitter words, even bitter words. So the psalmist is saying that the attack of his enemies is not by a, a physical metal sword, but he calls the words of the mouth of his enemies a bitter sword, a sword. So that means your words can be destructive. Your words can be, or words can be used as an instrument of destruction. Amen. 
enemies shoot arrows. They shoot in secret at the perfect. They shoot. And the shooting is not guns. It's words. Words. The words that they speak. Amen. Words are powerful. Words are very, very powerful. Asawo to me. To me, wakasemu. Yes. Amen. The Bible says that the, the words of a talebearer, a gossip, goes down into the most innermost part of the belly. When you hear that somebody has gone to gossip about you and says something painful, it, it hurts. It goes down deep, right? Right. Bible says the tongue devises mischief like a blade. The tongue devises mischief and it's like a blade, a sharp razor cutting deceitfully the tongue. Bible says that the tongue devises Yes. So words are powerful. Words can either be constructive or destructive. Yes. Proverbs 26 also says that just as a damaging madman would throw or shoot a deadly weapon, says so are lies. Somebody who lies to a friend and the later one says that, oh, I was only joking. But the damage has already been done. So lies, words, they, they can be damaging. And someone can say, I'm taking my time to tell you this so that you understand the potency of words that we ourselves speak and that which we give our ears to. Amen. Amen. If you understand the potency of words, when certain words are released against you, there's a way in which you must block it and not allow every word to enter into your spirit. Because if you allow every word, words, especially destructive words of people, to enter into your spirit, it can be as damaging as a sword. You can, you can be depressed. You can become discouraged. People even kill themselves because of words. Wars have started because of words. Amen. Jesus said that the words that he speak, they are spirit and they are life. So words are spirit. Amen. Words are spirit. There's always a spirit behind the words that we speak. Amen. Because you see, it comes, it comes as breath and uses your vocal cords. The idea you have in your mind, the, the, the feeling you have in your heart, what you want to express, you express it through the vocal cords, but it, it's where it's a spirit that comes. It's coming out of your innermost being. So you speak it out as your mind will and as you want 
whatever you want to convey, you open your mouth, you speak it. Jesus said, it is spirit. So it enters, it can go to places, it can go into other spirits. Amen. James, not Uncle James, James, in the book of James chapter 3, you know, spends time talking about the power of the tongue. The power of the tongue. He says that we have been able to make horses go the direction which we want them to go. We put a bridle in their mouth and you, you hold them with a leather. And then when you turn, they turn. When you turn, they turn. He said even ships, big ships, are controlled by the little rudder. You know, the captain holds this little rudder and moves the ship. Big ship. But he said the tongue has no man be able to control. This lile it is, it is uncontrollable. We are able to control ships, even horses, but among all the parts of the body, he said the tongue is like a flame of fire. The tongue is fire. James, a true woman more Bible, Muse, say, a ye to me de a homache, onco. Anno, anno, now ye to me, treacher, watching, ne it's a world of wickedness. People have been tame, be able to tame all kinds of you know animals and reptiles. Some have pet snakes. Pet lions, pet tigers, pet everything. But who has the tongue cannot be controlled. Mm. The tongue Wait. in our mouth. And confess that can a spring of bubbling water, when you get to a spring, and there's water coming out of the spring. Can it bring out fresh water as well as bitter water? No. A spring of water brings out either bitter water or fresh water. And so our tongue, James is trying to say, must be one. That we speak you know, good words and not change it. Today good, today bad. Today truth, today lies. But that is the power of the tongue and words. That our words need to be right. The words we hear also can affect us in so many ways. And the Bible says that you are snared by the words of your mouth, mm. by James your tongue, say, what you say. James Give me some speed. When words are released, it's, a, it's targeted. Okay? Say, say, in some PR, That's right. Whenever you speak any word, it's targeted at somebody or something to communicate something. And there's always a receiving end to words. And it's not just hearing to bring information. 
Because any information. information anybody gets will elicit a response. If what you hear is very important. What you listen to, beloved, is very important. People are indoctrinated by use of words. When words enter into your soul, it creates a response. Yes. Pressure. It creates an emotion. Either desire or fear, anger, love, peace, comfort, order, hatred. Or shall I speak to you? They speak English. Words can bring wisdom. Words on the whole provoke thoughts and thoughts bring about actions. And actions over time, the same action over time becomes a habit. And that habit will build your character. And your character will determine the cause and the end of your life, your destiny. So that means that you must watch words carefully. Very carefully. Because by words, you can either do well or so who and what you listen to is very important. You will hear. But when I talk about listening, I'm talking about paying attention to and letting it matter to you. It's very important. It's very important. I remember many years ago, I went um, for the dedication of Reverend Jesus mighty edifice, the church building in Bogatanga. And maybe Reverend And you know, pastors came to give congratulatory messages. Yes. Then one person came. And said, Oh, this building is beautiful. This is something that should be in Accra. Then he said, I'm going to come and teach you people how to keep this place in order. I don't want to come back two years or a year from now. And find that this is here and that is there. Because we are on streaming. I'm sure. You know. And he was talking like that. And I was sitting in my chair. And I was I was getting angry. Let me shoot. Mommy was getting agitated. My cousin was with me. She was also shooting. We were shooting. The heating. Then we went that is office. And as agenda, he was and all they were going to do was to attack concerning what had happened. <laughs> what did that guy mean by what he said? Or Chesay. 
Then he said, Oh, Papa said, Oh, yeah. You see, don't worry about this guy. Oh, what he did. I mean, if it was somebody else who said that, it would matter to me. But this guy, was saying, How on your papa, we can say, A quiet will be for Frank, but papa, we didn't how. Oh, see, because no, Sabi, young son, I get to a bit. Tina, no, son, or Tina, I mean, I sat there, I looked at him, I said, Wow. You are teaching me something. It's not everybody's words that you should huff and puff about. See, we ain't could me Hong No, beautiful. No, no one can say no do Hong Kong. That's everybody see right there. Amen. Bless the man of God. Wisdom. It's not everybody you should give your mind to. And you'll be an answer to what dream man. Make you puff and puff and blow the house down like the answer. Who and what you listen to is important. The Bible says faith comes by hearing. Bible says, and hearing by the word of God. That's right. That's right. But then faith comes by hearing, not necessarily only by the word of God. Words and what you believe in anything. So we have, you know, have side effects. We have negative faith and positive faith, the God kind of faith. You see, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes, true. Faith also comes by hearing. That's right. If you hear long enough, or you allow it to enter, it becomes a stronghold in yourself. So if you keep on believing the wrong things or hearing the wrong things, you begin to believe the wrong things. If you hear the right things and you hear it, it begins to build up the rights in you. Words are powerful. Amen. And words have a lot to do with us being discouraged or encouraged. Words from any place. Words on the news. Words from friends. Words from your enemies. Words from financial times that you have read. Words from anywhere can build encouragement or discouragement. And oftentimes, when the words discourage us, we are not able to achieve our purpose or our aim. But and God wants you to achieve your purpose and your aim in life. Do I have the people here? And Put some are together and thank the Lord. Lord. Some people are together. I want to go back to our word, our scripture for last week. That we started last week. The book of Numbers 13. If you remember clearly, I spoke to you from Numbers 13, telling you about how Moses was instructed to send 12 spies to the promised land, the land of Canaan, the land that God had promised unto his people. He says, send 12 spies to the land to see, just sightseeing, let's go, let's go and see the land. Last week, Moses said, now when they went, they spent 40 days. On the land. And they came back carrying 
the grapes, the pomegranate of the land. Then they were to give a report. Ten of them said, and God says that they brought an evil report. So we went to search the land. And it's a land that eats up its inhabitants. Somebody say, hey. That's what I, I said, hey. Truly, if the land eats up its inhabitants, how come you were able to spend 40 days there? Surely you should have died. But that was their perception. Said the land eats up its inhabitants. And the people that we saw were men of great stature, giants, the sons of Anak. Mm. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. These were the words of these ten. The other two, Caleb and Joshua, said, No, no, stop this. Don't say that. We are well able to possess the land. Let us go up straight and take it over. But the rest of the congregation, the whole nation, Bible says in Numbers 14, 1, go there. He said they lifted up their voices and they cried. And the people wept that night. All night, not praying, crying. Bible say, Omar Canadian, and some more mother buy an intima, a ye is a phony in a swing, almost soon, and I don't moon in our mom, mom, pie. And the next morning, at their channel, they murmured against Moses and Aaron. Effa, Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said, No moon in our car say, Why didn't God leave us to die in Egypt? Look at the ungratefulness. Why don't we even die here in the wilderness? Why is God bringing us into this land so that we and our children will die? That we become a prey. Isn't it better for us to return back to Egypt? To return to Egypt? And they said to one another, let us make a new leader. This Moses must put him aside. And let us return to Egypt. This is the the, the words of a highly discouraged people. And I'm sure a lot of us go through times like this. When we think, ah, if, it, if, it, if, if I knew, I shouldn't have done this. Why did I marry this guy cry or this woman cry at all? Sometimes, oh, why did I start this? Why am I in this job? Am I oh, I think that ministry, did I really hear that God said, I've called you? Maybe I did some bank and I just felt like, hey, I'm called. <coughs> They were discouraged because of the words they heard. They became fearful. They lost faith because they were going to the promised land with faith. But suddenly, because of what they had, they lost faith. They became, they became angry. And they, they were prepared to take a wrong decision. Who has been there? Who has ever been there? 
in the place where Why you are angry, discouraged, and ready to take a wrong decision. Lift up your hand. Let me see. Clap for yourself. You are beautiful. Yeah, and those online too, in your living room, lift up your hand. Let's clap for them. You see, ready to make a wrong decision. And people will say, I will, I, will, I will go this way. I don't care anymore. Because of the hearing. Just from what they heard. They never saw the promised land. They hadn't seen the promised land. They hadn't seen the Anakims. They had not entered into the land that supposedly eats up its inhabitants. But from the words of these people, these people, not you, they were just discouraged. You know, it happens. And they change their minds. They change their perception. They change the thoughts they had. Even what the ability they thought they had to go and possess that land. Suddenly, they felt weak. And the worst of it all is that they doubted the integrity of God's promise and the ability of God. Because God said, I have given you the land. I'm taking to you to a land. Then man says, the land eats up its inhabitants. The land is filled with giants. And we were like grasshoppers. And they also saw us as grasshoppers. And you turn away from that which God has said to which man said. So, <laughs> Later on in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 1, when Moses was recounting the things that had happened before he died, he said that, you know, how were they to go forward? Because the people had heard this bad news and suddenly they were so discouraged, so they were discouraged in their hearts saying, the people that are in the land are greater and taller than we are. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. Mm. Now, see a different dimension. So the people say that the people are taller. You show me 128. Put it up there so people can see it. It's not me imagining things. He said, How can we go up? Our brethren are discouraged. Our brother have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people is greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up to heaven. How can somebody build walls to heaven? But when discouragement comes, your imagination runs amok. Your imaginations become wild. And you imagine even what is not. Hey. No. The voices of discouragement will do that to you. And some some and so if at any point in time in your life you are feeling down and you get up and start feeling down it's not just a matter of feeling down something is at work to destroy your vision to destroy your purpose and if possible destroy your life itself hmm. discouragement is not an easy word as oh I feel a bit discouraged there's nothing like a bit discouraged any type of discouragement whether it's a drop in a cup a drop in a bucket whether it's an ocean full or a bucket full it's in enough to destroy you in one way or the other. Destroy relationships, destroy families, destroy your finances, destroy you any form of discouragement. Mm. Any amount. And I believe, 
And I believe that's why in this time, God is asking me to bring this word to you, you know, and I know because we're on internet, to the world, to anybody who cares to listen. You see, because we are in a somewhat discouraging time, but we will not give in to discouragement. We won't give in to discouragement. We will not allow anything to discourage us because we know that the end of that, the discouragement is the works of the enemy who comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Nothing lasts forever. What is today will not be tomorrow. Oh no. Nothing lasts forever. There's a there's there's a, an appointed time for everything under the sun, the Bible says. And everything has an expiration date. Only God and his word never expire. And that is why we must encourage ourselves in the Lord daily. In expectation. Of the better day that is ahead of us. If you do not faint. If you don't give up. There are greater days ahead of you. Oh, I'm telling you. Amen. And I need somebody to believe this with me this morning. That there are greater and better days ahead of you. Is somebody with me this morning. Amen. Put your hands together and give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. And receive the strength of those better days. We hear the voice of discouragement every day. That's right. See, one of the key weapons of the enemy is words. Is words. 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 The book of Genesis chapter 3. We see him using words Genesis. on Eve. Has God said? Said that the serpent approached the devil in the form of a serpent, approach Eve, who had been told by God with her husband that you can eat of every tree of this garden, but this one particular tree, don't eat of it. Because he, he knew that for them to disobey God will put them out of favor with God, he went and spoke words. Mm. <laughs> Evil words. Words that put doubt in the mind of Eve. And what upsets me and annoys me about these words was that they were lies. The part that annoys me most is when he said to him that God knows that the day you eat of this fruit, you shall be like him. But in the beginning, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So God created man like himself. So what was he talking about to Eve? That in the day that you eat of this food, God knows you'll be like him, so he's trying to prevent you from being like him. It was a lie. But he was able by the words to deceive 
deceptive words. Most da, often da. than not, the words that have made us discouraged are deceptive words. Lies. It will not be well with you. How can it be? Oh, they Bad ask for this one, this is the end. Ah, we did in the year. Oh, you never get you know go above this level. Mm, we did won't mean tremor hell. All kinds of things, you will never be healed. Oh, we oh, you will die. die. Have you forgotten about Auntie Simansa Adwa, who died of the same disease? And your mind takes it. You become discouraged. Because your mind has believed the negativity. And it becomes part of you. Nah, yeah, uh, and uh, you accept it. Now, then it begins to work on nah, you. This morning, I command every uh, no negativity uh, that is working in your spirit, uh, uh, that is working uh, in your soul, that is uh, working uh, in your uh, mind, to be flushed uh, out uh, by the power of God. May every form of negativity that the enemy is using to bring your soul down, to bring your spirit down, may it be removed from you. Because Amen. nobody has the power over your future. No one has a right over your future. No one knows your future but God. And he says, I know the thoughts I have towards you. I know the plans I have for you. They are plans of good Amen. and not evil. Amen. To give you a hope and a future. Amen. To bring you to an expected end. Ah, the Bible declares that even though your beginning may be small, your end shall be great. Do I have a people in this house? I declare by the word of God that your end shall be great. Your end shall be great. Your end shall be life. Hey, your end is that you are healed of that infirmity. You walk in the strength and the power of God. Your end shall be great. The things that we see today, which may be discouraging us, are temporal. Here today and gone tomorrow. And so somebody needs to hold on. You need to hold on and encourage yourself like David. So, and David encouraged himself in the Lord. He didn't wait for anybody to come and try and encourage him. Because most of the time, nobody he cares about whether you are encouraged or not. Everybody's about their business. But praise be to God. Hallelujah. That God cares about you Amen. enough to send you this word this morning. Amen. That be encouraged. Hallelujah. For greater days are ahead of you. Oh, somebody shedding, appreciate shedding, the shedding, word shedding, of God. Shedding, God is working. I hear the song. God is working. He's up to something. I may not see it, but still I'm trusting. God is working. He's working. Working. God is working.
Thank you, Jesus. Let's lift up your hands this morning. Oh, Jesus. Just begin to release your spirit to the spirit of God. Just begin to pray in the spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We give you glory. Just begin to thank God for what He's doing. And I feel this morning that there's a turn around in somebody's life where discouragement is giving way to encouragement, where despair is giving way to hope. And the Bible says, I hope does not make a shame. I see somebody receive strength in your inner man this morning. I see somebody receiving strength in your body this morning. I see somebody seeing light instead of darkness. We give you glory, eternal Father. That you are not a father who does not care about your children. But you care about us so much, Lord. 
and the word you have spoken to us, O oh God, upon which you have caused us to hope, remains true and true forever. Thank you for the working of your spirit right now. Somebody receive the presence and the power of the spirit of God within you. New strength. Thank you, Jesus. Receive strength. Receive strength. And you leave this place today putting away things that have pushed you down. Things that have tried to suppress your joy. Leave them behind in this place. Jesus will handle them. See something different ahead of you. Oh, Knowing that you are beloved of the Lord. God loves you so much. You are precious in the sight of God. It doesn't matter what people say, what people think. You are of great value. Great value. Jesus. This one receive a mind change. The Holy Spirit does it for you. Fear leaves you. Words that have produced fear in you leave now. And the effect of fear leaves now. You'll be afraid of your tomorrow. You'll be afraid of what if. You'll be afraid of how can I. Thank you, Jesus. within my belly. It's like an oven. Hot. <laughs> you know, there are times when the enemy just launches an attack against you. Just to bring you down. Could be by any means. Different areas of life. Different ways. But he comes, you know, and the Bible says that when the enemy comes against us like a flood. It comes like a flood. And when a flood comes, it, it takes over. It destroys. That's how strong it comes. The Bible says, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against it. Like this. That flood cannot go beyond the point that God will allow it. No. The one who set the boundary to the sea tell the sun when to set and when to rise what else is he not in control of ask yourself is there anything else that he can't control the sea comes and stops 
The sun rises when it's time. Oh yeah, down. Then the moon comes. Listen. Doesn't matter the sun. It doesn't matter how strong it comes. Ebabashi. Whatever goes up comes down. There's an account of how the king of Assyria rose up against the king Hezekiah in the nation of Judah. At this time, the king of Assyria had conquered many of the nations of Israel and no one could withstand him. But Hezekiah tried hard to really keep his nation. He built water docks. Because oftentimes when they come to attack, they form a siege around your, your city and you are hungry. There's no water. They, they cut off your water duct so there's no water. And then gradually you surrender. You open the gates. But Hezekiah built underground water ducts. So when they thought they had cut their water, they had water. So eventually, the king of Assyria sent his how do I even call it? Rabshaki, his, he was like chief of staff. <laughs> and they came to stand at the water duct. He came with people where everybody, people were working, people could hear him. And then he started issuing words. Words. And the words that he issued were discouraging words. Words to break the confidence of his people, of the people. He said to him, this is what the king of Assyria is saying. He said, who and what are you trusting in that makes you so confident? Do you think mere words, mere words, can substitute for military skill Who are you counting on that you have rebelled against me? He he was breaking their confidence for them to surrender to the king of Assyria. And at this time, the people, the king, Hezekiah was depending, you know, think of going to Egypt for support. He said, are you thinking of Egypt to help you? He said, Egypt is like a little reed. Or to say, if you lean on it, it will break and pierce your hand. Discouragement. And I mean, the words he was speaking was telling them that, listen, there's no hope for you, more or less. Then he tried to break their faith in God. He said, will you say to me that you are trusting in God? And often you hear that. When you have a problem, people come, ah, meaning, baby, I know some place, let me take you. So, no, that's why I'm believing God. Ah, sit down. If God will save you, would he have not saved you by now? Who has said that before? I told the baby, oh, what's the baby? I'll be about to say, hey, not to Sorry, meaning, baby, me drop a cup. Or say, what are so you train? I mean, he tried to break their confidence and their trust in God, convincing them to surrender to Him. And that is what the voice of discouragement does. Tries to make you disbelieve. Everywhere that help will come from, especially from God. Words of discouragement, you know, intimidate you, bring intimidation. 
And that's what they were doing. Rabshaki spoke words of intimidation. For loss of time, I can't go into it. But he spoke words to intimidate them. That which God has been able to save their nations from, from us. We are powerful. Yeah, when we say we are taking your nation, we are taking mm. who are you? You don't have any strength. <laughs> and he was speaking the language of, you know, the, the, the Hebrew language. Yeah, so then the men that had been sent by the king Hezekiah to receive him said, oh, don't speak in the Hebrew language. You speak in, you know, your language. We understand. Say no. Embarrassing them. Embarrassing the king. You know, when, when problems come in, sometimes they can come, you know, just to embarrass you. Then you see your name, your name, your name, and a phone line. Front pages. Then everybody has heard. Hey, what is this, eh? Sometimes you, people are chasing you for their money. They are calling you. Can't pick your call. Embarrassment. You know all kinds of just, just to embarrass you. This is what Rabshaki was doing. But when Hezekiah the king heard all these things, heard them speak against the power of God, he did one thing. He turned to God. He turned to God. Babu says that he, he 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 got the news from his people and he went to the temple. And he went and he, he sought God. He sent them to go to the prophet Isaiah, who was the nation's prophet. <laughs> prophet one in those days. And, and, <laughs> so, and he sent where to Isaiah the prophet that look at what the king of Assyria. Sennacherib has sent Rabshaki to say. I mean, if you read Rabshaki's words, they were hot words. And Hezekiah, in some no comma, Isaiah, so when he Sennacherib actually did a brevum. Listen to what he said. To him. He said, "Say, tell Hezekiah this: that this is a day of trouble and of rebuke and blasphemy, for the children are come to birth, and there's no strength to bring forth." Say, Isaiah say, and so pardonie. Then he said to Ezekiel, please lift up prayer for us. He sought God. He prayed to God. He, he engaged people to pray. And Isaiah said to him, go and tell the king Hezekiah that they should not be afraid of the words of the king of Assyria. Don't be afraid of the words you are hearing. Whether in your mind or from other people, their threatenings, and I'll do this and I'll do that. Who is man and what is man? Before God. Don't be afraid. Say, don't be afraid of their words. Because God said that he will fight for them. God said, I will send a blast upon him. And he shall hear a rumor, and he will return to his own country, and I'll cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. Sennacherib was unrelenting in his attacks, sending letters. Hezekiah also kept on praying. Finally, God made it such that 
as Sennacherib had to return to his country. And that day, God sent his power over the land of Assyria and 185,000 people died in one day. God's response. I'm telling somebody this morning that it doesn't matter the intimidation. It doesn't matter the discouraging words. It doesn't matter what is bringing you down. The power of your God is enough. I say the power of your God is enough to handle everything and everyone and every situation for you. In one night, 185,000. Bible says, and it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out. The angel of the Lord. God manifests as an angel. And smote the camp of the Assyrians. 104 score and 85,000. Mm. And when they, the people rose up that morning, behold, they were all corpses. Can you imagine? Mm. But I'm telling you this for you to understand that your discouragement is for nothing. Pray. Seek God. And watch God move. Tell your neighbor, watch God move. See God move. And God didn't end there. No. So when God is fighting your battles, he doesn't fight it halfway. He fights it to the last cracker. He caused Sennacherib's own sons to kill their father by a sword, even as he had promised. Not somebody, his own son. And Hezekiah rested in peace. Had peace. May God give you that peace. May God give you that rest. May God bring you out of discouragement as you rise up in the strength and power. And as you seek Him and, and pray to Him, instead of dwelling on the issues that discourage you. May God rise up and fight for you. He is God. No one above him. I said no one above him. And he is our God. No one above him. And so we shall not be discouraged by what we hear. We will hear, it will pass through the left and come out of the right. It won't sink in there. Do the action. Here, out not here. We are not taking any lies from the enemy. Don't take it. Don't buy it. Whatever your father has not given to you, you don't take So this one, I pray that may the spirit of God grant you encouragement in your spirit and grant you also the, the discernment to discern who is speaking and what is their purpose. What is speaking to you and what is the end of that? When people are speaking, when things are speaking, when issues are speaking, what, who is it and what is the end purpose? Being discerning will give you that peace to know that it's not everything that you need to follow after by your, your heart, but we will rest in the Lord who is our strength and our shield, Amen. our defender, the one who fights our battle. Amen. And surely we will conquer. Amen. I said we will conquer. Amen. 
we shall conquer in the name of Jesus. You will rise above intimidation. You rise above discouragement. You rise above sorrow. You rise above that sickness. You rise above that financial situation. You rise above that debt. You rise above. Because God is on your side working all things out for our good. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this morning, oh God. Our confidence is in you. My God, our faith is in you. So this one, I pray that my God, you who is the confidence of your people, my God, strengthen every life that has heard your word. Let the yoke of discouragement break. My God, let the yoke of despair break. My God, let your people receive from you that which you have given unto them. Abundance of life and everything. Knowing that it will all end in praise. Bless every hearer of this word. My God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's word. Connect with us on our website, www.tlgm.org. Get interactive with Apostle on all social media platforms at Apostle Leanne Coffey.